It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. The All-Star Weekend is here. At the time of recording this podcast right now, the Rising Stars Challenge is going on featuring Sacramento Kings, uh, De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley, Bogdan Bogdanovich on Team World. Hopefully one of the three of them will win MVP. Maybe Bogey will repeat as back-to-back MVPs as he won it for Team World last year. Should be a lot of fun. We'll discuss that uh, and much more here throughout the weekend on the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello, everybody. This is is Locked On Kings, your daily hub for Sacramento Kings coverage. Normally, each and every single weekday. However, I promised because of the podcast that I missed uh, this week due to illness and because of the podcast that I'm missing next week due to vacation that I would record a special weekend podcast here on the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. So you will be getting that probably on Saturday night, if not on Sunday night, to wrap up all of the all-star festivities that the Sacramento Kings are involved in. As you know, uh, the Kings are all over this all Star Weekend with the exception of the main event on Sunday, all over this uh, Rising Stars game tonight. And then all over All-Star Saturday night as De'Aaron Fox is participating in the Skills Challenge and Buddy Heald in the three-point shootout. So hopefully good news as we uh, come back later on this week. As for today's podcast, I literally just wrapped up hosting the Grant Napier Show with Doug Christie. You should recognize both of those names. Grant Napier, of course, the TV play-by-play voice of your Sacramento Kings. And Doug Christie, former Sacramento King legend, now current color commentator on TV for the Sacramento Kings. They host a radio show on Sports 1140 KHDK where I work. My name is Matt George, by the way, to those who do not know and for those who are new. Hello, welcome. It's a pleasure to talk to you here today. And in all future episodes, I hope you stick around. I'm from KHDK, which is the flagship radio station of the Kings. I work there as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist and reporter. But I just wrapped up hosting the Grant Napier Show for all four hours. That's why this podcast is coming out so late today. I apologize about that. But during the uh, broadcast today... I got the opportunity to e- uh, to interview the G-Man, Gary Gerald, the legendary radio voice of the Sacramento Kings. Our conversation was so good, I just had to bring it here to the Locked on Kings podcast. It's myself hosting along with former co-host of this very podcast and now the current host of the Locked on Warriors podcast, Charles T. Hamilton. It's going to dominate the remainder of this podcast, so sit back and relax and enjoy all of the great stuff from the legendary G-Man, Gary Gerald. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We take for granted how good G is at his job and how long he's been here. And and he has had to call some rough games Mm -hmm. for a lot of years. 
So I think many of us fans who are excited about this team doing this well are, of course, selfishly excited for ourselves. But a lot of us are very happy that that G and Jerry and Doug and Grant mm-hmm. get the opportunity to call these games for a team that is in a playoff race. And the G-Man is kind enough to join us here on Sports 1140 KHDKG. Matt George, Charles T. Hamilton, it's an absolute pleasure to talk, uh, talk to you, sir. How are you doing? Enjoying your All-Star break so far? Well, so far, so good. Yeah, it it's kind of takes a couple of days to kind of get into a different rhythm, mm. not having ball games. But uh, yeah, no complaints here, and appreciate the kind words, gentlemen. I'm a little disappointed in you, G. I'd expect you to be at all the the after parties and everything in Charlotte for All Star Weekend. You're taking it <laughs> slow this year. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's not really my bag of tricks, right there. <laughs> but uh, you know, if it was if the All Star game was in Sacramento and heaven help us that someday it does actually occur in this city, then it might be a little different, a little different vibe and a little different occurrence. But uh, for now, I'll be happy to just kind of hang out here in uh, Northern California. Well, gee, I meant what I said when we were coming in. It's really exciting for for me, someone who grew up listening to you uh, and who uh, uses you as a a, a template for how broadcasting is done professionally and how it should be done. Uh, It's it's a pleasure for me to be able to hear you call these games when they're impactful, when they're meaningful. And we've had already a handful of fantastic moments uh, throughout the season. So I just want to ask you straightforward. Uh, how fun is it and how cool is it for you to watch the growth of this young team, to be a part of it, and, and to be calling games in February that could have playoff implications? Well, it's it's rejuvenating. There's no question about it. Uh, I, I really enjoy the cast of characters that we have on board now in the Kings operation on the roster, the coaching staff, good people. And one of the things that I don't think Vladi Divac gets enough credit for is the fact that in the span of just two years, he has done a remarkable job. When you turn an ocean liner around, uh, it's a it's a big deal. Yeah. And when the Kings two years ago this weekend decided that you know they would make a trade and and move on from Demarcus Cousins, that was monumental. And it doesn't happen overnight that you find change in success. But what I think the Kings have done uh, is bring in remarkably young, talented people who have skills on the basketball floor, who are articulate, who are level-headed, who are, you know, they just, they love the game and they love the culture that the Kings fans surround them with. They enjoy the community. They're active in, in their involvement in the community. And all of those things, I think, are, are key steps in building a legitimate foundation. We've foundered along here for a dozen years, and it's been tough at a lot of different times. But now I I really believe that a legitimate foundation is being built. I've said it many, many times. And sure, it just, you know, it it fires everybody up in the fan base. If anything, I worry a little bit, and I have a tendency to do things like this because I try to be pretty realistic. I'm afraid that expectations may have been tweaked a little bit too much. But that's still a good thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you talk about playing meaningful games after the All-Star break in the month of February – this year, the way it shakes out, I didn't really realize until just recently there are only 25 games left in the season coming out of the All-Star break for Sacramento. And each and every one of those nights is going to take on, you know, terrific significance and importance. And I love what Dave Yeager said a couple of nights ago when we were in Denver, and he said, you know, we are going to have to surprise some folks and win a couple of these games because we got a really tough stretch coming up. And we all know how difficult it is in the West this year. There are so many good clubs. 
So there are just no what you would call, you know, easy nights, maybe in comparison to other seasons this time around. So, yeah, it's fun and I'm fired up. <laughs> Gee, uh, we'll talk more about the the crazy playoff race that we're getting involved in more as we uh, move on in this interview in just a second. But I brought up in the introduction how it's been there have been a handful of, of really fun moments that you've gotten the opportunity to call. And one of the ones that jumps to mind, I also had the privilege of working with you during this moment, but it was recently, if I'm not mistaken, it I think it was against the Miami Heat, the alley-oop uh, that Marvin Bagley caught from Yogi Ferrell with his head completely to the, or the back of his head was right at rim level, and he turned all the way around in the air seamless, uh, seamlessly and, and, and threw the ball down. Uh, it was a moment that I've never seen before, something that you've never seen before, and something that we're getting used to with this Kings team now, just them delivering on these high-impact moments, and that's more than we could have ever wished for coming into this season, correct? Well, absolutely. And, you know, you look at the skills. I don't know that I can remember anybody. Uh, and I had a conversation the other night in, in uh, Denver with Vladi for about 20 minutes. We had an opportunity, and it was one of those rare times when Vladi wasn't being tugged and pulled to do other things. And we we're just sitting there on the bench shooting the breeze and talking about things. And I asked Vladi, I said, do you ever recall anybody with a quicker second jump than Marvin Bagley in, you know, in the Kings years in Sacramento? And we, you know, genuinely thought about it for a while, and we couldn't come up with anybody. Uh, the kid's athleticism, and I'm talking about Marvin, and I, and I shouldn't call him a kid. He's a he's a young man, but he is, is still extremely young. But that particular moment that you mentioned, Matt, was, was extraordinary in my mind. And the fact that a guy can have his back to the basket, be elevated, make a catch, make a turn, and still rip that ball down in one motion – was and I think I used the term eye popping or jaw dropping or something like that, and I really meant it. I don't know that I've ever seen anything quite like that. And of course, you know, when you look back over the years, Kobe's done amazing things. Jordan's done spectacular things. Vince Carter, my goodness, has done amazing things around the rim. There are a lot of guys who can play above the rim with great flair, but that particular moment in that contest was spectacular. And I, I think we were just kind of scratching the surface of what we may see uh, down the road from young Marvin Bagley. Gee, man, we had talked about it before with the moves that uh, Vlade made recently with Harrison Barnes, Alec Burks uh, coming in for Justin Jackson and uh, Ben McLemore, Zach Randolph, et cetera, that they did get better, but we were worried about the chemistry of the team and how they might fit in. How, what have you seen so far with uh, how a guy like Harrison Barnes is blending in with the starting lineup on the court and then off the court as well? Well, it's a small sample size, so to speak, but I, I haven't seen anybody take a, uh, put a foot wrong at this point. I, I fully anticipated from what I had heard from folks in the Dallas organization where Barnes came from and also uh, from the folks in Utah, Cleveland, who've been around Alec Burks, that they would be terrific fits into the current system that Dave Yeager and his coaching staff have employed to give the Kings a, a true identity and a different identity from anything that we've seen in recent years. Um, I like what I've heard from those guys from the get-go. Uh, they seem to be, and I think, Chuck, you were the guy that, that mentioned to me that, you know, in his days with Golden State, that Harrison Barnes was was known as the senator. Yes, sir. And, and, and I can see why. I mean, it just, uh, they're, they're pleasant to be around. They're measured in their responses, but they're articulate, and they seem to really want to be here and to make a contribution. I don't think you can ask for anything more than that. Definitely. I uh, Going through the roster, they still have 
six players on their first or second contract. I think five of them are heavy contributors. Is there any, I don't know if concern's the right word, but just thought of fatigue where they're still getting used to this 82-game season? At what point do you feel that, you know, these young guys are comfortable going from the college game where you might play 40 games to jump into an 82-game season? I was concerned about it maybe a month or so, maybe a month, six weeks ago. And then there were signs when we were on that last six game road trip before the six game homestand. And I, I was, I was concerned then and I thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe some of these things are catching up with these guys, but the way they responded coming home and winning five of the six at golden one center before we went to Denver the other night, I thought it was a terrific response. And so I, I don't, I don't have the concerns that maybe I did uh, a couple, three weeks or so ago. Uh, I, I think that, you know, I think they're enjoying the fact that they've turned heads. I think they're enjoying the fact that people around the league are now maybe casting a little different eye toward what's going on in Sacramento. And we're hearing more and more, not only from opposing coaches and their staffs, but other, you know, notable broadcasters, uh, people who have, you know, impact on the national scene who are becoming very aware of, of the fact that there's a very big turnaround taking place in Sacramento. And I, I love that. And I, I love the way the young players have responded to it. The G-Man Gary Gerald joining us here on the Grant Napier Show. Uh, G, so much praise can be issued to so many different elements of this Kings team, the players, Vlade, the front office, uh, but I don't think anybody deserves more praise than than head coach Dave Yeager and his coaching staff. It's difficult for teams to to develop one rookie or, or two young players effectively, and the Kings have, have been developing and, and seen massive improvement out of De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich to some extent, uh, and most importantly, most surprising to me and most pleasantly surprising uh, has been Harry Giles and Marvin Bagley from the California Classic uh, to where they are today. In your time covering and, and calling NBA games, have you ever seen a coaching staff and an organization develop this many young guys as effectively as the Kings are this season? Well, I don't think in Sacramento's uh, history, there have been, you know, a lot of different coaches who've had opportunities, and there have been a lot of, you know, really dreary years when you go way back. There was an amazing stretch with Adelman for, for the eight years where the Kings were consecutively in the playoffs each and every year. Uh, coaching today in the NBA is so much different than it was, you know, 15 or 20 years ago. When you look back when Bill Russell coached the Sacramento Kings or Dick Mata and Gary St. Jean and different ones, uh, it's, it's, it's really turned around now. You have to be, you have to have such good communication with your players. You have to develop more than just a coach pupil relationship. It's, I don't want to say it's a fatherly role, but you've got to be involved in their life and you've got to show the players that, you know, you have genuine concern for them as individuals and for their families, as well as what they do on the basketball floor, if you're to have success. And I think that's one of the areas where Dave Yeager and his staff don't get nearly enough credit. Uh, I, I really, you know, it's interesting, you know, the, if you fans who follow Kings basketball and are familiar with our broadcasts and our pregame shows, it has always been, with one exception over all of the previous 33 years in Sacramento that we talked only to the head coach in the pregame show. Well, Dave Yeager has seen fit and he's brought his assistants into the mix. So basically we have, I guess it's an eight man rotation now of the coaches that we talk to on a game night basis. And as a result of that, 
I have gotten to know each of these assistants perhaps in a little different vein than in the past. And when you look at an Elston Turner and a Brian Gates, Bob Thornton, Dwayne Tickner, Jason March, Larry Lewis, Bobby Jackson, I mean, these guys, you know, they bleed King's purple. And they do a wonderful job in not only developing the skills, but gaining the trust of these young players. And I think that's really important. And I, there's no way that you can put a price tag on it or, and say, okay, well, how many wins does this create? I don't know, but I think it really helps the culture all the way around. And I, I genuinely enjoy the company of all of these folks on the coaching staff in the in the administration in the front office and i really believe that you know they're pulling together for a common cause and we as fans are the beneficiaries and i i just i i love what i'm seeing again uh g-man who's your favorite stat man uh matt george or jason ross (laughs) (laughs) answer correctly not gonna go down that road (laughs) the correct answer is jason ross it's okay Uh, G-Man, uh, are you just uh, spending this this break uh, just recharging at home? You you getting out of town at all or just uh, getting ready for this uh, playoff push for the Kings? Normally, uh, we try to get out of town, but this year it didn't work out. Uh, we have a couple of timeshare properties, one down in Southern California in Carlsbad it's, uh, at Aviera. It's a terrific place. And unfortunately, we couldn't get in. As soon as the schedule was available, I tried to find out about All-Star Break. And we've done that frequently in the past. Didn't work out this year. Had another opportunity that uh, was a possibility in Phoenix. And that didn't happen. So we're just kind of hanging out here at home and, and seeing how things go. And just kind of, you know, sitting back and detuning a little bit and getting ready for the final 25-game push. Well, gee, we we have an obvious bias here in Sacramento, but to me, this is one of the most exciting all-star weekends in quite a while because of the amount of representation that the Kings have. Now, no Kings, unfortunately, made the all-star game itself on Sunday, but you have three Kings, more than any team, participating in the Rising uh, Stars Challenge tonight with uh, Marvin Bagley, De'Aaron Fox on Team USA, and then... Team World is Bogdan Bogdanovich. And then De'Aaron Fox is in the Skills Challenge on Saturday, but he healed in the three-point contest. And while this this weekend overall doesn't mean too much and it's more of a spectacle and a showcase and, and kind of a fun exhibition-filled time, uh, what do you think it means to these young players to get that kind of recognition? And, and how cool is it for you uh, to see that much representation of the Sacramento Kings franchise on that massive stage? Well, just the fact that they're being acknowledged on a national stage, that they're under under a spotlight in some of the preliminary events. And trust me, a couple of these guys will become legitimate all-stars before their careers are over. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. But again, I think it builds to the credibility of what's what's being done here and the turnaround that the Kings are making. It creates an awareness. And just watching social media earlier today and seeing some things and the way, you know, the media representation to see De'Aaron Fox and, and Bogdan and different guys, you know, involved in that in Charlotte. I just think, you know, that's great because you never know when you're going to get an opportunity like that to rub elbows with the elite of the game has got to be very, very special. And I, it, you know, I, it gives me a great sense of pride. I take pride in the fact that we've got four people from our production staff that yes. are there behind the scenes. I, I mentioned to my wife a few moments ago, the celebrity game was getting started and I just inadvertently ran across it. I wasn't going to watch it, but there's Slampson. And I say, by golly, there's Slampson, you know, and he's, he's getting a little exposure in Sacramento then gets exposure as a result of that. 
And the fact that Scott Freshour and Mo Brazelton and uh, Brian Hilton, they are there. They're involved. They're acknowledged by the NBA as doing an outstanding job. We don't give those people enough credit for the atmosphere they create on a nightly basis at Golden One Center. But, man, I tip my cap. They, their work is stellar, and I love seeing them recognized as well as the young players. Very well said. G-Man Gary Gerald, legendary radio voice of the Sacramento Kings, joining us as if you didn't already know, hearing his voice, a lot of people immediately turn up the uh, uh, the radio and, and pay a lot more attention, whether in, they're in the car or at home. Uh, I have no shame in saying that I'm rooting fully as hard as you possibly can, and, and Buddy Heald is my pick to win uh, the three-point <laughs> contest, but he his transformation this year, G, I remember on the Locked on Kings podcast that Chuck and I used to host together, we discussed coming into this year, is Buddy Heald going to be a six-man for this team? Is he good enough or ready to be the starting two-guard? And he's blown that conversation out of the water. Now we're talking t- about him as one of the best shooting guards, not just in the league or not just in the West, but in all of the NBA, he's become the Kings go-to shooter when they need a bucket, especially late. He has been so much fun to watch this season. Can you just talk a little bit about the transformation of Buddy Heald and what you've seen from him and how many awesome moments he's delivered for you to be able to call this year? Well, I sometimes have to remind myself he's only in his third year of NBA play and, and he's, He's got a magnetic personality. He just he's a lot of fun to be around. He's he's just full of positive energy. He's appreciative. I love the fact that he virtually every day on social media he throws something out there about thank God for, you know, strength and one thing or another and he just uh, he's just a special individual and he's just one of many special individuals. But, you know, in his third year to be averaging 20 and a half points a game, He's now made 195 three-point shots this season. He's, what, 45 away from the Kings franchise record set by Peja Stojakovic at 240. And, you know, if he stays healthy, uh, he should blow Peja in the weeds on that one. And, you know, Peja was just – it's a different era, as we know, because now everybody shoots the three, and they shoot it so much more than they did even, you know, the years ago when Peja was was in a uniform. But – but Buddy is just, man, the other night, with eight-tenths of a second to go in Denver, he gets an inbound pass with his shoulder toward the basket on the deep perimeter, almost in the corner, and he creates a shot that was only a couple of inches off that doggone near won that ball game. And, and those, are, those are special moments to me. I, you know, what he did with the game winner in Detroit against the Pistons, and it's not just game-winning type shots. It's the fact that he is a reliable three-point weapon he's averaging I think it's right around 3.4 to three and a half makes from three-point land per game we've never seen anything quite like that in Sacramento and you know the guys that are in his company are Steph Curry and James Harden and it's a pretty short list so I I'm really I'm I'm I love watching Buddy Heald in action there are many times when if the Kings are struggling and sometimes we say in the air, well, it's Buddy Bucket's time. You know, we need somebody to, to, to light the fire here. And he's frequently the guy that does it. My question or my final question for you, G-Man, is uh, we give a lot of praise, and rightfully so, uh, to the growth of these young players who are creating this exciting core that hopefully will be competing for for championships a, a few years down the road. But to me, none of this growth would have been possible without the, really over the last two years, the fantastic veteran presence that this organization has had. Now, most of these guys have moved on, but you talk about Vince Carter, who was here last year, Garrett Temple, who was here for a couple of years, the impact that he had on, on guys like Buddy Heald and, and, and 
and uh, De'Aaron Fox. You also have Zach Randolph, who was such a pro this year, hasn't played a single second in the league for the Kings, but still was was there working and, and keeping a positive attitude with the young guys. Costa Kufos is still on this team. Iman Shumpert was beloved in the locker room. Uh, how important to you was that veteran presence for the growth of this Kings team to, to molding them into where they are today? Well, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, it had a huge impact. It's one of those immeasurable type uh, subjects, but without question, I mean, young players need to turn to someone. They need to have guidance. And you frequently hear these, the young core of players talking about the fact that they could turn to a Zebo or they could turn to a Costa, uh, Vince Carter, whomever, Iman, you know, and what he did in terms of the locker room presence and chemistry, uh, those things, you have to have them if you're going to have success. And I think the coaching staff frequently acknowledges the fact that, you know, it was it was a very significant part of turning things around and, and getting kind of a different culture for Sacramento. And I go back to a couple of years ago when uh, Vince Carter was introduced for the first time of joining the Kings uh, at a news conference in Las Vegas at Summer League. And the fact that that very evening when the Kings were in competition at Thomas and Mack Center on the bench was Vince Carter. And he was on the bench for every game through the rest of the summer league. And he was in the ear of those youngsters from the very get go. And I, I just, that speaks to the type of people that you were mentioning on that, that veteran rosters list and what they do, you know, and Kofus, uh, Kofus Costa is the guy now that that's in the locker room. And I don't think he gets nearly the credit that he should. You talk about a positive influence and a guy who's always looking at the upside, the bright side, and he is always accepting of any role that the coaching staff puts in front of him. That's Costa Kufus. I can't say enough good things about what he does and, and his presence in the locker room right now for the Sacramento Kings. And I think Harrison Barnes as a seven-year guy is going to kind of fit into that role and we've had some personnel changes now. Alec Burks comes in, what's he, in his eighth year. So you got a couple of guys that they, they've been down the road. They know what it's like. They've been in the playoffs. And they can be of immeasurable help once they earn the trust of their teammates. And that's something that takes a little bit of time. They've only been here for three games, but you can already see they're starting to have an impact and, and they're fitting in. And, I, again, there's a lot to like about what's going on with the Sacramento Kings. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Huge thank you to G-Man for joining us here on the Locked On Kings podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to be able to talk to him on the Grant Napier show. I hope you are able to tune in. And for those of you who uh, took to the phone lines or took to the text line while I was hosting on KHDK and, and said that you listen to the Locked On Kings podcast, I'm so appreciative of that. Thank you so much uh, for supporting me and supporting KHDK, supporting Kings Talk wherever you can get it. It was a lot of fun uh, hosting that here today on uh, on Sports 1140 and uh, for bringing that here to the Locked On Kings podcast. So thank you for another great week. Again, I apologize for missing some podcasts this week because of illness. And again, for those of you who do not know, I am going to be out all next week 
Uh, so we will not have any Locked On Kings podcast next week. That's okay. The only game we're missing is the Golden State Warriors game that's happening on it's Thursday, I believe. So I know it's going to be a while and it's going to be difficult for some of you. I apologize, but... Uh, I appreciate the loyalty to this Locked on Kings podcast. I appreciate the demand for it and that so many of you use it as part of your daily routine and your daily commute. I hope that you will come back after the week-long hiatus as we'll get back to normal and and dive right back into this playoff race uh, after next week is done. But enjoy also the bonus podcast that I'll have this weekend uh, recapping all of the All-Star Weekend, all the Rising Stars game, All-Star Saturday Night. Everything uh, is coming for you very soon in a bonus podcast this weekend. So until then, my name is Matt George. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.